Well, hey, good morning and welcome again to Alive. You guys all doing good this morning? Man, wasn't worship incredible this morning? Come on, somebody. I could have stayed in that flow. Man, that is so good. Hey, I know God's here because we're two or more gathered. He is here in our midst, and I am so excited to share from God's word today. And we're so glad to have you guys here with us. We're in a uh, series. This is our second week in our series we've titled this month for January, Exponential. Everybody say Exponential. And uh, we're really believing with all of our hearts that God has exponentially more for all of our lives this year. We, we, our main verse that we looked at last Sunday that it just never gets old to me is, and it is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses uh, 20 and 21. I want to look at that real quick. Paul says, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever Amen. That is so good. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. How many of you guys know that God is able to do more in your life? God is able to do more in your family. God is able to do more in our church. Amen. And we want to tap into that. We don't want to be behind the curve. We don't want to be blind to it. We don't want to miss what God wants to do. Last week, Pastor Erica did a phenomenal job just kind of stirring us up. First message of the new year. If you missed it, it was dream again. To dream again with God, to without limits, without bounds to think and imagine what could life look like, what could your marriage look like, what could the workplace look like, what could all of these areas of our life look like with God, not putting limits on it. And, and I believe that God will continue to reveal to us this month the exponential that he has for you and I. That word exponential, it's interesting, right? A lot of us are familiar with that maybe from math, exponents and exponential growth, right? But that word exponential has some really awesome definitions. I was looking it up this week. It means extremely rapid increase. How many guys want some extremely rapid increase in some area of your life this year? Come on, somebody, right? It means rising or expanding at a steady, rapid rate. And another definition is simply big growth. If you're hungry for some big growth this month, I believe God has it in store for us, and we just are going to press into that. I believe that God desires exponential growth in our relationship with him, right? A lot of us are familiar with the exponential graph, right? It's a graph that has a curve that goes like this. It just keeps rapidly increasing. I don't know about you guys, but I've had plenty of seasons in my life where the graph of my life and my spiritual growth has not looked exponential, it's often been that roller coaster graph where some seasons I'm up with God and some seasons I'm down. But I'll tell you what, God has done with that. He's ready to bust that graph and put a new graph in our life of spiritual growth, a graph of exponential growth where each day it gets better, each day it gets more personal, each day it gets more infinite. Each day we experience the power and the presence of God in a fresh and a new way. I'm excited for this series, and I'm excited for what we start tomorrow. It's the focus of our month. We do this every year here at Alive. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is something we've had in our rhythms since we launched. Every January, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you guys have been with us for a while, you know that in August, we do 21 days of prayer. And we like to call it 21 days of prayer and feasting because we don't really fast. We just pray. But um, I'm excited because the potential that there is in a season of consecration, of surrender, of re-surrender, as we've been singing about this morning, I believe it will set our year off right and will position our relationship with God to really have exponential happen in our life. And so today, I've got something on my heart to share that I really believe is a game changer. 
It's a game changer in our relationship with the Lord. It allows and it opens the door for God's exponential in our lives. And and it's the thing that I believe can do that more than anything that we're even going to talk about this month. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But first, let's pray and get our hearts and our minds set on the Lord and ready to receive from his word. Would you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your presence here today. Man, we're so thankful that you are a God of more, a God of exceedingly abundantly above. Father, our prayer and our heart's desire today is to grow in our relationship with you, to understand and know you fully and more intimately, to experience the fruit of heartfelt prayer, Lord, to experience the power of God in our lives, Father God. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's truth, that it's a lamp to our feet, and it's a light to our path. And so, Father, right now, prepare our hearts and our minds to receive from heaven what you want to implant and download in our hearts today, Lord. We love you, we worship you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody greet said, amen, amen. So, so as I was preparing this week, I had, I had a very interesting revelation. Do you guys want to know what it was? Yeah, I realized that uh, today's what? January 9th, right? So we are nine days into 2022, and you guys have yet to have a Pastor Eric Food Analogy sermon. I'm like, shame on me. Like, how could I let this happen? Nine days? Like, usually every seven you get one, because I'm up here a lot, right? And so, for those of you guys that don't know what I'm talking about or you're visiting, like, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? We like food here. Anybody like food here? Yeah, so here we go, all right? So question for y'all. I need some participation this morning, all right? Have you ever had a food that was so good in and of itself, but yet then they brought out a sauce that took it to a whole nother level? Let me see a show of hands if you know what I'm talking about, like the sauce, right? And it could be any food, any food. All right, do I have any barbecue fans in the room this morning or online? Barbecue fans, yeah, come on. Yeah, everybody loves some good barbecue. Here's the deal, here's the truth. Ribs are good in themselves, right? Chicken is good in and of itself. Brisket is good in and of itself. But I'll tell you what, what takes it to the next level? The sauce. Come on, somebody. Sauce. And I don't care what you like. You might be Kansas City. You might be St. Louis. You might be Texas or Carolina sauce. That barbecue sauce is what takes that food to the next level. It, takes, it has an exponential effect to our taste buds and to our experience with that food. Amen? Some of you guys are like, I don't do meat or I'm about to fast, Pastor. Okay, that's fine, all right? Let's, salad, all right? Salad. Let's, let's, go, let's go with salad, all right? There are some great salads out there with some great mixes, some great toppings, and all of that. But what really makes a salad good to great? It's the dressing. It's the sauce, right? It's what you put over the top of it. It's also what really gets us uh, in trouble calorie-wise, right? Like salad in of itself without the dressing is a lot more healthier than with some of the dressings we put on it, right? It, it has an exponential effect in our lives. I'm going to go, I'm going to stretch on this one because I think some of you guys have experienced this. Anybody experienced an In-N-Out burger before in their life? We don't have these here in Michigan. Yeah, a couple hands, right? Here's what I learned when I was in San Diego one time and we had In-N-Out burger. There's nothing really special about the burger patty. It's the same greasy, gross thing that we eat at every restaurant. You know what makes an In-N-Out burger so irresistible and amazing? What is it? It's the sauce. It's the secret sauce that they slap all over that thing that you're like, I want to eat five more of those hamburgers, right? There's something with the secret sauce. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Don't know if you've heard this little, little company called Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Like, they're closed on Sundays, all right? So you can't go. Um, their chicken's like, okay. They're, it's good. 
No, no, no. Go with me. It's good. I've had some better chicken than Chick-fil-A. I'll be honest with you. I, I know some places that do chicken better. It's the sauce that really takes my chicken sandwich to the next level. How many of you guys love that Chick-fil-A sauce? Come on, don't be shy. Yeah, I don't know what's in the sauce. I would try to imitate it, try to redo it. I can't do it, right? It's like crack, you know? Like, like you're, you're, you're dipping your burger in it. I'm smothering. You're dipping uh, waffle fries in it. I'm like, shoot, I'm putting my hand in it and licking my fingers. Like, I'm like, and, and now they don't just let you have as many. They're like, how many sauces? I'm like, as many as you've got. They're like, well, uh, I'm like, thank you. They're like, my pleasure. You know, it's like, I'm like, give me 18. Thank you, my pleasure. All right, give me 18 sauces, right? I, I, I go with this analogy because I think we understand there is something about the sauce, that secret sauce that takes a food from one level and exponentially increases it in our life. And the title of my message, if you're taking notes to the, uh, today, is simply this, the secret sauce. Everybody say secret sauce. The secret sauce. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to tell you what it is right out of the bag, and then we're going to unpack it. Prayer is the secret sauce to our spiritual life. Prayer is that secret sauce that takes something that's okay. It might be mediocre. It might be okay, and takes it to a whole nother level. And here's the deal. I think prayer is one of the most underrated things in our Christian walk. It has the power to change situations, to rearrange futures, to align our will to God's will, to break through when it looks impossible. Prayer is so underrated, yet it is the very breath to our relationship with God. I'm always challenged by this quote by Martin Luther. It says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Hello, prayer is the literal breath to our spiritual relationship with God. It is the secret sauce, and it can make everything exponentially better. So, so why don't we as Christians give it so much time as it needs? Well, oftentimes it could be a, a host of reasons. We could maybe not understand prayer or be intimidated. We don't know how to do it. We don't think it's important or valuable. We've prayed prayers in the past, but they feel like they've bounced off heaven, came right back, and we never got an answer. And so we get discouraged, but we don't prioritize it. But man, it doesn't change the fact that you no, know, whether you like like Chick-fil-A sauce or not, or you like barbecue sauce or not, it doesn't change the fact that the sauce takes it to another level. Prayer is the same thing in our spiritual walk. And so today, I want to talk about this secret sauce of prayer and kind of unpack its exponential benefits in our lives. In the remainder of our time, I got three, three takeaways. If you're note takers, I got three takeaways today uh, that we're going to really kind of camp out on. The first one is this. Prayer is an opportunity for exponential intimacy with God. Prayer is an opportunity for exponential intimacy with God. Guys, prayer is our connection point to God, right? Without prayer, we, we just are left with religion and, and, and theology. Our connection to God is just informational without prayer. But with prayer, we have the opportunity to have a real relationship with God, an intimate connection to the creator of the universe and the one who knit us together in our mother's womb. It's an opportunity for intimacy with God. And I, here's the deal. I believe most of us desire to grow closer to the Lord. Amen? 
I believe most of us want to experience spiritual growth in this new year. If not, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have clicked on the stream. You wouldn't be here. You could be doing so many other things besides this. And so something on the inside of you might be going off saying, hey, there's got to be something more. Or, man, I want more of God this year. I want a deeper place. I need some exponential in my life. I need some exponential and fill in the blank, whatever area of your life that isn't experiencing God's best for you right now. You need it. You crave it. You want it. And I commend you for that. But here's the deal. I'm always encouraged by the simplicity and power of James chapter 4, verse 8. In that passage of scripture, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's that simple. This drawing near, and how do we do that? Prayer is the secret sauce. Can I, can I explain this anymore? Guys, attending church is awesome, and we believe scripturally it's necessary for a New Testament believer. Reading your Bible and studying God's word is of the utmost importance to know God's will for your life and live according to his plan. Serving God with your God-given gifts is both life-giving and fulfilling. But the thing I think that is most underrated that makes the most exponential impact in our spiritual lives isn't any of those things. It's prayer. Why? Why is prayer this game changer? Because prayer is conversation with God. At its simplest form, prayer is talking to God. And as we know, as we study relationships, we know that communication is the bridge to intimacy in any relationship, even including the one that we have with God, right? Let's take relationships as an example. You guys know that any basis for relationship is basically off of two things. Number one, communication. Number two, hanging out with each other and shared experiences. Without either of those, you don't really have the basis for any type of strong or intimate relationship, right? Many of you guys are close to your family members simply because you live in the same house and you're close to them and you spend time with them and guess what? You talk to them, right? For some of you, you have close friends because you talk to those friends and you hang out with those friends more than other friends. So some are their best friends and then there's other acquaintances or friends, right? Many of you guys married somebody because you enjoyed talking to them and hanging out with them more than you liked hanging out and talking to anybody else, amen, right? The same principles apply to you and I's relationship with God. The level of intimacy that we experience will have with God is directly related to how much we talk to him and let him speak to us and how much time we spend with him, right? And, and, and here's the deal. This is why prayer is so important because if we're just around God, if we just hear about God, but we don't ever communicate and spend time with God, we are short-circuiting ourselves from an intimacy level with God that, that he desires that is beneficial to us, but we're annihilating ourselves from it. For example, fellas, you could find and see the most beautiful woman of your dreams. And creeper status, you could find out what coffee shop she goes to, and you could be there every day. Or maybe you work next to her and you get your cubicles like, moved towards her. And you, you dream of the life and marriage that you could have together. And man, you are just so smitten with this woman. But you never open your mouth and say hi. If you don't communicate, the intimacy that you desire, the relationship that you desire will never manifest and come to what it could have been. Right? Sometimes I think we can treat our relationship with God like that. We can come to church 
We can learn God's word, but we never have communication with him. We never get into the secret sauce of prayer and actually have a two-way dialogue with the creator of the universe that God wants to take us to a new level. But if we don't have an intimate relationship, we're never going to get there. Prayer is the secret sauce for intimacy with God. I love what it says in Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. And the cool thing is there's no limit to how close you and God can get. There's no cap on the level of intimacy that you can get. You could be walking with the Lord for 30 years of your life and still grow closer to the Lord today. That's what I love about our God. There's no end. It's not like, all right, I'm super spiritual. I've got it all. And all the I read the Bible through and through and all this stuff. I've taken all these classes, so I'm good. I'm just going to camp out. No, God's always got more. And he's always able to do exceedingly abundantly more, even more than we ask or think. So if you think you're there, guess what? You're not. You're just getting started because God can take you to a whole nother platform, a whole new arena of intimacy with him. And I found that prayer is also addictive It's because it's exponential. And what I mean by that is the more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more you break that awkwardness of, I don't know, I'm not really a good prayer. I don't know really what to say. I don't know what to do. We're going to help you with that in the 21 days here. I'm going to explain that near the end. But the more you do it, the more you talk to this person. It's like a good dating relationship. The more you talk to them and grow your love, the more you want to hang out with them and talk to them. Like you're like, when can we hang out next? When can we do that? The same thing's true with God. But a lot of times the enemy will distract us. He'll discourage us. He'll knock us off our horse. He'll get us off the path. And he knows that if he can't get you to renounce your faith in Jesus and get you out of heaven, then at least he's going to distract the junk out of your lives, out of your marriage, out of your kids, and, and not give God a time of day or place of time in your life because he knows the intimacy of that relationship will change things. He's defeated, but he's not stupid, the enemy, right? And he, he, he brings things, simple things of life to distract us away from the thing that's most important, the secret sauce, and it's prayer, And so I don't know about you guys, may you be stirred up this month to pray, to to communicate with God. May may you develop a personal relationship with God and a a level of intimacy like never before by simply saying, you know what, I'm going to show up to spend time with God every single day. I'm going to pray. And we're going to talk about how to do that in a second. But that's the first thing, that prayer is the secret sauce. And prayer is an opportunity for exponential intimacy with God. Amen? Number two, prayer positions you for exponential receiving from God. All right, let me talk about this for a second, all right? What this means is prayer gives us a way to make requests of God and for him to actually have a chance to answer them. All right, this is simple, right? And I think some of the things we have to get over, we have a hard time in Christianity is realizing and wrestling with the fact that God wants you to ask him for things, things that you want, things that you desire. He actually welcomely opens it, right? Jesus told us this right before he left in John 16, verses 23 through 24. He said, in that day you will ask me nothing, for as surely I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, side note, different message, different day. God isn't some genie with no filter for granting wishes, all right? We know from God's word, clearly we can see in God's word that we must ask with the right heart motives. We must ask in line and according to God's word, and we must ask in faith. Otherwise, we should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. But that's another message, another day, right? But before the receiving happens, before the answer comes, before the breakthrough comes to our life in prayer, we first must to ask. We have to ask first, 
right? Prayer is the avenue where we ask of God. James chapter four, verse two says, yet you do not have because you do not what? Ask. The asking is so important. And here's the deal. God loves you. God wants to move in your life. He wants your joy that we see from the scripture to be full. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be fulfilled. The Bible says he already knows what you need even before you come to him in prayer and ask him. And that always has messed with me. Has it ever messed with you? If God already knew what I needed to pray for, then why doesn't he just do it? And you want to know the news? Here's what I think. God is a relational God. Amen? He wants relationship with you. He could do it even if you didn't ask it, but he needs you to ask because he desires relationship with you and I. He's a personal God, not some distant theological grandpa with a really long beard and a baseball bat waiting you for it to sin and mess up so he can hit you over the head. That's not our God. He's a loving heavenly father that cannot wait to spend time with you daily. Cannot wait to answer your prayers. Cannot wait to show you the future and show you things to come. That's the God. If he was only a God that knew what we needed and did it anyways, we'd only have a transactional relationship with God. And that's so shallow and that is so superficial. But we serve a God who's greater than that, amen? He desires for you and I to have a personal relationship with him. He wants the connection. He wants the relationship. He wants the intimacy. The asking is so important to receiving from God. The late evangelist who recently passed away a few years ago, Billy Graham, and you guys are familiar with him, he says this challenging quote that always rings in my heart. He said, heaven is full of answers for which nobody ever bothered to ask. Heaven's full of answered prayer that nobody ever bothered to ask for. God wanted to do it. God was able to do it. He was actually able to do exceedingly abundantly above it, but because we didn't ask for it, we don't receive it, right? And so asking in prayer is the secret sauce for receiving from God. And so where are you at today? Is there, is there something in your life that you've been nervous to ask God about? You, you know it's not perfect how it needs to be. It's not, it's not fully cooked yet. You, you believe that there's better for your relationship or you're better for your marriage or better for your financial state or, or maybe you're dealing with a physical battle right now and sickness in your body or a loved one or a family member and you're like, man, I just if this could be better today, what would that be? If this could be at a different level exponentially in my life, fill in the blank. What would that be for you? The Bible tells us and Jesus encourages us to ask God, to not be scared or afraid to ask, but to ask, right? We say it here all the time. This has been a phrase. Get your ask in gear, all right? A-S-K. Some of you are like, oh my gosh. A-S-K. Get your ask in gear, right? This would be, if this was going to be an exponential year for you, then you got to up your ask. If you want it to be a say whole home year and just kind of wing it and hope, hope things go, then just don't ask God for stuff, right? But we have an opportunity for receiving from God simply by asking, amen? So don't hold back. Don't go through the motions another year. It is a fresh slate. We are in a brand new year. The, the, the pages are empty still, and God's saying, let's dream, let's write, let's do new chapters of your story, new chapters of your job journey, new chapters with your family arc and your character arc and what God wants to do in and through your kids and through your in-laws and in your step-in-laws and all the people in your family tree. God is writing a beautiful story. Let's ask him. Let's ask him, amen? So that's number two. The third thing I want to talk about today is this, simply this, and this is huge. Prayer opens the door to the exponential power of God. Everybody say power. Prayer opens 
the door to the exponential power of God. James chapter 5, verse 16 in the Amplified Classic. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to the spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. According to the scripture, what makes tremendous power available? Prayer. Does complaining and venting to God make tremendous power available according to the scripture? No. Does attending church regularly make tremendous power available? It can really help you in your life and connect, but it doesn't say that. Does watching Christian TikTok videos or reels make tremendous power available in your life? Maybe. I don't know, but it doesn't guarantee it. No. What is the answer that makes tremendous power available? It is prayer. Prayer makes tremendous, and is it some patty cake, wing it, kind of toss it out there, see if it, no, it's earnest, it's continued, it's fervent, it's heartfelt, it's passionate prayer, like my life depends on it, like this person's that I'm praying for, his life depends on it, that this circumstance depends on God coming through, because I can't make it happen, but I know the one who does, amen? He can do exceedingly, abundantly above, right? Get this, prayer, heartfelt prayer, gives permission to an all-powerful God to go to work on our behalf. How cool is that? What an opportunity. What an open-door opportunity we have before us, right? And if you study the Greek word for power, it's the Greek word dunamis. It literally has the connotation of dynamite power, explosive power. Rather, I say exponential power. What is that? What precursors that power? Prayer. I hope you guys are catching what God's wanting to stir in our hearts today, right? Uh, another evangelist in the late 19, 1800s, early 1900s, Billy Sunday said this, if you are a stranger to prayer, you are a stranger to the greatest source of power to human beings. If we're not familiar and we're a stranger to prayer, we are limiting ourselves to connecting with the most powerful thing on this planet. It's God's power working in our lives. And guys, I could talk for days about what this means, what kind of power, and what does that look like in our lives. A couple key ones that I feel like this generation, our culture needs. Number one, uh, the prayer opens up the door for God's power of peace, God's peace in our life. Any of you guys need some peace in your life right now to calm that storm? In Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Verse seven, then you will experience God's peace. Everybody say peace. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can even understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, right? God's peace. No matter what's going on in the world around you, no matter how crazy things are going, God's peace cannot be taken from you, right? I heard a pastor friend of mine say this recently that I thought was so good in application to the scripture. He said this, If you're going to worry, then don't pray. But if you're going to pray, then don't worry. I like that a lot. Because I think a lot of us, as we worry, and they're like, oh, we pray, and then we go right back to worrying and hope our prayers. God's like, do you believe me or not? Are you in faith or not? Do you believe that you heard, I I heard you or not? If you're going to worry, then don't waste your breath in prayer. Because worrying won't fix anything. God said, pray about everything. And there's a promise attached with it. What? The peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. 
even when you don't see that prayer answered right away when you think you want it answered, the peace of God guards your heart and mind knowing that God is faithful. You've given him the legal right and position on your behalf to go start working on that thing. You may not see it in the natural, but good thing you serve a not a natural God. You serve a supernatural God. So even what you can't see with your physical eyes, God and my daddy father is going to work on the behind the scenes and going to work and moving that thing, shifting that thing and making it what it needs to be exponential in your life. Amen? Prayer and the peace of God go together like nuggets and Chick-fil-A sauce. The nuggets are okay, but get that sauce, and it is. Woo! Amen. That's some good preaching, right? Who's hungry? I always do this myself. I got another service to go through, too. The other thing, God's power, when we're talking about God, the open door, prayer opens the door for God's power. God's power for wisdom and direction. A couple scriptures for you guys real quickly. One of my favorites, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. God is prophesying through the prophet Jeremiah. God is saying to us, he's saying, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Is there something in your future, something in your 2022, something in your week coming up that you need answers for and you don't know what to do yet? You don't know how to handle that situation or handle that conversation at work or with that family member, that loved one, or how to to do that good thing daddy God does. And he just says, hey, call unto me and I'm not going to stiff arm you. I'm not going to ignore your text like you do all your friends, right? You text him five days later. He says, sorry, man, I don't know where I was at, right? Like he's right. He's Johnny on the spot. Every one of us could text him right now at the same time and God's got it. It's received. He gives us emoji. He gives us thumbs up. He's like fist bump. I'm on it. It's not too complicated for God. Another scripture, James 1.5, if you lack, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, ask him, who gives to all liberally with our approach and it'll be given to him. If you need direction, if you need wisdom, the secret sauce is prayer. Let's be people of prayer. And the last thing that prayer opens the door for God's breakthrough power. God's power, the power of God's breakthrough in your life. I don't know if you guys need breakthrough in any area of your life. You ought to, you guys are familiar with Paul and Silas and the Bible being thrown in prison. I, I love this story. And just real quick, a couple details. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were what? Paul and Silas were what? Paul and Silas were what? They were praying and worshiping and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains we're loose. Guys, do not miss the untapped power of prayer. God can change things. When we pray, God can move. When we pray, God can shake the foundations of things that seem so permanent in our life and rid them. The mountain that might be staring in your face, taunting you that you'll never be that good. You'll never get to that level of success in your business. Your marriage will never be that great. Your kids will never serve the Lord. Fill in the blank. Whatever that mountain is, prayer can shake that and move that thing out of the way. Prayer is powerful. So where do you need breakthrough? Where do you need breakthrough? Is it healing in your body or your mind? God's got to breakthrough. We've got to pray first, right? And maybe, maybe it's protection or deliverance from something. God can change those circumstances when we pray, but when we don't, it doesn't really give any opportunity for God, the all-powerful God, to go to work. Maybe it's financially, you're not sure how that bill's gonna get paid or what this is gonna look like this year. Pray, don't worry, pray. It's the secret sauce. Prayer's the game changer. 
It's the exponential factor to your relationship with God. No matter where you're at, if you and God are tight right now, guess what? You can go way higher to the 10th power with God this year. There's no limit. There's no cap on what God can and do through prayer and relationship with him. All we have to do is pray. And I get it. Sometimes it's like, I get it, Pastor. You're stirred up and I need to pray more. But sometimes it takes some intentional effort in the right direction to get that habit reestablished, to get that habit started up. And that's why I'm so jacked about what starts tomorrow. Whether you're just hearing about this now or you're hearing about it later as you tune in online, it's not too late to get in on this. Tomorrow starts our 21 days of prayer and fasting. January 10th through the, through the last Sunday, January 30th of this month, we're gonna end this month with spending intentional, heartfelt time with our God each and every day in prayer. And, and here's the deal. We really encourage you, get involved with this on some level. If you have no clue where to start, I don't know what to pray, I don't know what to say. On your way out today, we have the 21 days of prayer and fasting prayer guide. We've done all the homework for you. Each day's got a scripture. Each day's got a reflection question. Each day's got a prayer to pray. And each day's got a confession to make. And we're gonna do this corporately together. Obviously, you can spend more time with God and go off on tangent. But as we do this together, there's power in, in doing it together. The prayer of agreement in Matthew 18 works. And God watches over his word and performance. So as we do this all together, it's a beautiful thing. If you need more help, if you're online, we have those prayer guides, a PDF. You can go to livefamily.church slash prayer to get way more information about the prayer and fasting and the fasting. And can I talk about fasting just for a second? Fasting isn't some spiritual manipulation or arm twisting of God to make him do things better for us. That's not what fasting is. Fasting is just dying to ourselves, quieting the voice of our flesh so that our spiritual radar and antenna is up to actually hear what God wants to do in that time. So whatever that looks like for you, a lot of times we, we focus on food. And sometimes that's a really good part of it. Uh, Eric and I always start out with a, a, a total fast with just water for a few days. And then we transition usually into a Daniel fast, which is just vegetables and, you know, um, fruits and, and different stuff, right? For some of you, like, I can't do that. Then, then find a level that you can do that. Maybe, maybe you give up sweets for the whole 21 days. That's what our daughter's doing right now. Our youngest guy, Eli, he's given up Nintendo Switch and iPads for 21 days. That's pretty tough as a young seven-year-old, you know what I'm saying, right? Ezra, we're still trying to figure out what to convince him to give up because he said he, he wanted to give up his neighbors. And I was like, that's not nice. Like, I just don't want to, you know, it's like, if they're watching, we're sorry. Like, he's five. He doesn't know. He loves you. Like, you can't give up people, dude. Like, don't do that. I think a bigger one that we could all benefit from is well, one of our favorites that we're doing in tandem with the food thing is the soul fast. Social media gets deleted from our phones for 21 days. The world still revolves. People still love you. And if it's that important, they'll know how to get a hold of you. Amen? But replace six, on average, six and a half hours a day of this, mindlessly scrolling, with this or the word of God prayer? Holy cow, where could we be in 21 days with the Lord? Exponential, right? Maybe it's movies, maybe it's TV. Don't get hung up on the fasting. Find something that's a sacrifice to you, that quiets the voice of your flesh, that is a sacrifice for you, and allows you to fill that time with more of God. Here's what I've learned. Fasting without the secret sauce of prayer just makes you hangry. It doesn't get anything done with the Lord. It just makes you really irritated and gives you hunger headaches. 
the more key in this next 21 days is the prayer part. Don't forget, don't be like, I gave up food, but I didn't talk to God for 21 days. You have not because you ask not. Don't miss the secret sauce, but when in tandem together, exponential power can be released, amen? And there's something about doing it together. I'll leave you with this and we'll pray. Saw a pastor's uh, post this week that I really liked is, as he kind of was reflecting on setting up this year for success and what we do in January determines the rest. What we do first, how we put God first this year always determines the rest. And he said this, if we begin the year on our knees in God's presence, we will finish the year standing in his promises. I really like that challenge. If we'll commit to 21 days, get involved at whatever level. For you, it's like, maybe I'll give up lunch on Wednesdays. That's all I can commit to. That's better than nothing. And instead of eating for 30 minutes or an hour, pray, listen to worship music, do the prayer guide, and trust that God hears you and he's working and moving in your life. There's no judgment. There's no like elitism, like I'm doing a better fast than you. It's whatever you need to do to get and stay in that fasted state where you need God. You need God to move. You need God's strength for that day. You need dependence on him. He loves it. That's the relationship builder, amen? But as we start the year on our knees in God's presence, we can stand at the end of 2022 in all of God's promises and blessings. Do you guys believe it? And are you guys ready for the journey? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We just thank you for this time together. We thank you for the secret sauce of our spiritual life, and it is prayer. It is conversation. It is time spent with you, Father. Help us not minimize it. Help us value it and prioritize it, Father, in a fresh and new way. Lord, we thank you that that, that prayer helps us in so many different ways, Lord. I thank you that as we pray, Lord God, it it gives us an opportunity for exponential intimacy and relationship with you, Lord. I pray that our relationships with you would grow this month. Father God, we thank you that as we pray, it gives us an exponential ability to receive from you. Because as we pray in the name of Jesus, you want to do it, you want to perform it, and you watch over your word to do it. And so, Father God, we thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for answered prayer this next 21 days. I thank you for breakthrough happening. And Lord, we thank you that prayer opens the door to the breakthrough power of God. Power for peace, power for wisdom, and power for healing and breakthrough in our lives, Father God. We thank you, Lord, as we consecrate this year, as we put you first, Father God, that you are not a man that you should lie. And Lord, you will will add everything else unto us, Lord, as we seek you first, as we delight in you first, as we sacrifice to you and re-surrender to you first, Lord. I thank you that we're going to another level, individually and as a church body corporately, Lord. This shall be our best year yet if it's our best year spiritually. We receive that by faith. And Lord, we ask you for the strength and the grace to walk it out by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody greet said, amen. I don't know about you guys, who's, who's encouraged and excited for the journey ahead? Come on. God's got good for you. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above in your lives. And God, I never like to end a service without just an opportunity. We're talking a lot about prayer. The most important prayer that you could ever pray in your life is the one that simply invites Jesus into your life. The one that acknowledges that you don't have it all figured out and you know that God sent his one and only son to die on that cross so that all your sin would be forgiven. All we have to do is receive that. That that starts that personal relationship. It's hard to have a dynamic prayer life with somebody you don't know or that you don't even know loves you. Right? But when that relationship that you love or that you just can't wait to hang out with that person, you know they love you and they can't wait to spend time with you, that's what God wants to do with you. But he just wants our heart. He just wants surrender. So everybody just bow your head and close.
close your eyes out of reverence of this moment online too, no moving around. I believe this is for some of you guys as well. If you're here today and you've never prayed the prayer of salvation, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to have him come into your heart and begin a new fresh work in you, or maybe you have a long time ago, but you haven't been living for God. It's time to re-surrender, rededicate your life to the Lord on either of those two invitations. No one looking around. I'm not gonna call you up. I'm not gonna call you out or embarrass you in any moment, but I want to know who can I link my faith with and join in this prayer to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Everybody, not looking around, hands up. One, one, two, three. If that's you and you want to receive Jesus both online and here in person, we thank you for that. We praise you. Let's pray this. Would you repeat this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Change me and help me live a life pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So be it. Hey, we celebrate you if you prayed that prayer for the first time. That is the best decision you could ever make and that it starts that journey of intimacy. Hey, real quickly, we want to spend a few more minutes. This month, we're dedicating the end of service to respond to the message. You have an opportunity in the next seven minutes here to pray, to worship. I'm going to have the team come on up. If they're not up already, you guys can start coming up. We're going to sing that re-surrender song. In this time, you can do whatever you want to do. There's freedom. We've got communion elements in the back. If you want to receive communion, you can serve yourself and receive communion. If you need prayer, you want the prayer of faith and agreement prayed, Pastor Eric and I myself will be up here up front. As the song's playing, you just come forward. Nothing super long. We will pray. We will agree. You can go back to your seat and worship. You just need to worship. If you need to close your eyes and not be distracted by whatever's going on in the room and just talk to God and have personal time with him, go after it. You have not because you ask not. Don't miss the intimacy moment. Let God spark that relationship and rekindle that fire of prayer here, not at home. Let's, let's walk out with the fire and let's do it by faith. Amen. So as the team leads and as the team grows here. You guys are free to stand, to kneel, to stay seated. To We have communion elements in the back. We'll let you guys do that. And Eric will be up to close. And there's just a couple of announcements that will be on our way. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.